feel like that. I've always been that guy. Bro, we were geeking out, man. It was over how good this run is. Especially the shredder. Yo, what's happening, people? Welcome back to the Brothers Geek Out channel. And this is a special Geek Out session with my brother Yusuf, um, aka YK2K Illustrations. So you can check him out on his social media, YouTube, all that sort of stuff. Bro, how you doing, man? Long time. Like, we we haven't spoke. I know you spoke to Kibler before. Um, so you're mm -hmm. not new to this channel. You're old. You've been here before. Uh, but we haven't spoke. We've spoken a little bit through Instagram or whatnot. Um, how you doing, man? It's good to it's good to finally meet you and speak to you in person. Uh, yeah, well, yo, bro, long time no see. Well, technically, it's the first time meeting us in person, face to face. But yeah, bro, I, I would like to say I'm I'm a veteran of of the page. I am a, a, a humble fan for you and Kibler. Um, love you guys. I'm actually wearing. I'm annoyed because the the camera didn't get the shirt on. Uh, awesome. So I, I, I came prepared. <laughs> I came costume ready. That's amazing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, bro, I'm doing well, man. Like a big fan of the channel, of course. So I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you, man. Well, look, thanks for having, thanks, thanks for your support as always, and and uh, it's great to have you on, man, and geek out. I mean, we're, you know, we're gonna geek out about everything because you're into the, all the stuff that we're into. But one thing that you're interested in that I'm interested in is martial arts, which is where we started kind of talking and whatnot. So we get into it. But I've been good, alhamdulillah, bro. I'm just you know just getting through the week, just surviving in Dubai, just. You know, you probably heard the podcast, my usual Dubai stories and whatnot. But yeah, just getting through it, bro. It's, it's all good. Yeah, bro. Like honestly, like it's it's really cool because the I don't know if you guys deeped it, but from from my perspective, watching you guys on a weekly basis, it's kind of like keeping up with the the keeping up with the Ahmeds, if you get me. <laughs> You're kind of it's basically like a video journal of of like your guys' day to day weeks and life. So it's kind of interesting and entertaining and like humbling seeing you guys like talk about like your lives as well as like geeking out about pop culture um nerdy stuff video games anime movies martial arts of course uh, and so on um but yeah <laughs> yeah no you know what it's crazy because it kind of evolved into that because first it started off with just you know none of our personals I and mean, we don't get too personal but we talk about our lives it didn't start off that way but i think as we got comfortable you know, talking and expressing ourselves, it became that. And, you know, we're thinking about, we always speak about this, like our grandparents and whatnot. Like, I wish I stuck a camera in front of my granddad and I just let him talk about his stories of growing up in Bangladesh and coming to the UK, building World War II, all that sort of stuff. And we didn't have that opportunity and we want to do that with our parents now. But this is kind of like me and kids doing that for our, you know, our future, for example. Uh, and this is like a video journal. It's like we're going like, you know, that's why we kind of get, we're more comfortable talking about our day-to-days and whatnot. Uh, and it makes it personal. I mean, like the podcast is great. We do it. We have like a structure of news and whatever we find, but it's more about like just catching up and just seeing what two ordinary dudes are up to. Do you know what I mean? And 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 it's kind of produced to what it is now. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's very, very humbling. I think what most podcasts do is that they, like, as you said, just fix on one topic, but I think... With you guys specifically, it's very grounded and you guys seem very, very genuine when you talk about like certain topics, whether that be lifestyle or movies and like your thoughts on movies and, and other topics. So it's it's something I found very, very unique, especially me. Like I'm always, YouTube is like my main source of like 
social media income so mm. i like listening to podcasts a lot um but yeah it, it's 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 really cool what you guys do keep it thank up you, honestly. Yeah, thank you brother i appreciate it appreciate it and look one of our big one of my biggest inspirations is joe rogan who's like the king of podcasts and he's all of his is conversations it's not you know yes he has top people on that talk about specific topics but he's having conversations with people and that's what i even with this session that we're going to do now, it's, it's, I just want to talk to the brother. Let's talk. Like you threw some interesting questions out there and it's like, oh, we're not going to be like this specific, man. We talk about whatever we want. Let's catch up about life. And then, yeah, we'll talk about the martial arts. But yourself, though, I mean, you, you again, you do a lot of great stuff as well. And you put a lot of great content together. You review a lot of old school, uh, you know, you're into somebody, a lot of the old school cartoons and animes and stuff like that. One piece, like it came, it popped up on my Netflix, which I'm not familiar with, but I know you are more familiar with. And uh, just in general, so you, again, you know, shout outs to you. And I know you're a great artist and you spoke to Kibler about some of the illustration work that you did as well. So uh, it, it's amazing that, you know, you got this humble passion that you, that you've kind of put together and produced, you know, your own sort of content. So well done to you, bro. Oh, thanks, bro. Just like a lot of it. Yeah, like a lot of people tell me I'm like an old man. All my friends <laughs> tell me because I always, I like the old school stuff, whether that be movies, anime, like when people say, what's my favorite, like anime movies, movies in general, I say Rocky, Rocky 1, Rocky 2, uh, Akira, um, what's your favorite manga? Fist of the North Stars up there. Yes, no one yes, talks yes. about that. Like Fist of the North Star was before Dragon Ball Z. So that was yes. like the grandfather of action anime before Dragon Ball Z even and Naruto and everything. Um Star Wars, of course. Uh, I love I love like the the eighties stuff's very, very underrated, like for like Gen Z's and for that generation. I keep telling my friends, watch this stuff first. You appreciate the new stuff right now if you watch the old stuff. Yes. Ninja Turtles, Free Fire. Like behind me, I have like my SNES. Sega Mega Drive. I've got a bunch of PS1 games. I'm I'm very old school. Um nice. got the modern modern stuff here behind me, got the PS5 and stuff, but the old school stuff's the best. Like, um, like what's another favorite thing? Ninja Turtles. That's like something I always talk about to people. Uh the 90s one in the costumes. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, let's okay, let's let I want to see, let's dive into a bit more of the martial arts spectrum a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Because um, I was going to mention that when, when you said Ninja Turtles, I was going to say, like, because they were in costume, you had real, like, humans doing martial arts and whatnot within those costumes, right? I mean, the new yeah. ones are great. I like the Michael, I like the Michael Bay ones, my opinion. I haven't seen the new one. It finally comes out in Dubai next week, but that's an animation as well. But the old ones had great martial arts in it, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I, yeah. I always appreciate it for that. Yeah, like, they were fully produced by Golden Harvest, the same studio that made, like, the Bruce Lee films, the Jackie yes. Chan films. They made that TMNT film. So it was really, really cool. Like the actual, yeah, I didn't bros. know that, actually. I didn't know that no, it was produced yeah, by yeah. them. That's sick. Okay. I thought yeah, it was yeah. like pure US made. I didn't realize uh, Golden Harvest had an involvement in that. No, they, they were pro like, they got the, the stunt actors for the Ninja Turtles in the costumes. They were all like Hong Kong from Hong Kong. And then they would switch them out when they were doing like the dialogue and acting scenes. Oh, wicked. It's okay. really, really interesting. That's... Like, it's really cool. You know what you say that, and I need to watch those old ones because they they really hold up. I think, especially from a costume perspective, when you think about the martial arts, like you can really see that style, that like Hong Kong style of martial arts in there, with like you know a lot of the spinning work and the spinning kicks and all that sort of stuff. Um, thinking yeah. about it now, shit, I need to go back and watch those, man. That's freaking awesome. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Oh yeah, bro. Honestly, you're gonna love it. Trust me. I think again. I think as you appreciate martial arts more, you'll appreciate the movie more. Yes. So yeah, you'll yeah. love it so much. Have you, um, favorite have you seen the new, 
Oh, uh, mine, Pedro, oh. oh man, I, listen, I would say Raphael, right, just because I always like the angry guys or whatnot, I've always known to be having a temper, so I was known to be, whoever whoever had temper, like the Hulk and whatnot, that was always me, so I'm going to say Raphael, um, what about you? Um, I think growing up, he used to be Michelangelo, just because, like, he was the cool, like, cool yeah. guy with the skateboard and the nunchucks were always, like, cool to look at, but I think as, as I've gotten older, I prefer Leonardo, like, the cool, stoic leader who's always calm level-headed the katanas yes. as well yes yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's a, a giant transition yeah, <laughs> a giant yeah, transition yeah, yeah. From i mean as we get older we get we get more mature and wiser we appreciate those things more right uh in, in some sense yeah. did you have you seen the new one uh mutant mayhem yes i saw the new one okay without no spoilers because i haven't seen it i'm seeing it next week finally what, what was your thoughts on that um it's a it's a very gen z take on the turtles if you get me, but it's still very, very enjoyable. Okay. Like yeah, all the all the classic iconography stuff from the turtles are still there. The action is the anime, bro. If you like Spider Verse, mm. bro, it's that it's that style of animation, but oh, like more it. rough. Um, like the the creators of that movie are clearly fans of like the original cartoons and comics. Um, it's something you really enjoy. Like yeah, the music as well, full on nineties hip hop. Nice. Um, yes. You, you're gonna love it a lot. Yeah. All right, wicked. I'm looking forward to watching the next week. It finally comes out here. And I didn't get a chance to watch it in the UK. Uh, I was, you know, so Kibla went to the screening and he took my nephew. I was supposed to actually go, but the right. night before I already planned to watch the UFC with a friend and I was at his house all night and watching the UFC, so I couldn't do it. But look forward to watching it next week, man. Um, mm -hmm. But with the martial arts, staying on the martial arts, man, like, you, you, how long have you been training for, man? What do you do? Like, what, what's, what's your martial art background? Man, tell us, tell us the, the, the background of you from a martial art perspective. Um, I would say, okay, I'll go, I'll oh, go way, way back. Exposed to it and whatnot, yeah. I'll go way, way back. So, um, let's say, okay, so as a kid, of course, growing up, the t TV was my life, right? So, I'm on the front of the TV. All I was watching was Ninja Turtles, of course, Power Rangers, uh, superhero stuff, all again, all hand choreographed martial art movies, Jackie Chan, Jet Li. Um, so I want to say that was like the seed that kind of like kickstarted like the love for it but to be fair it's only been very very recently where I actually started training so I think it was only like two three years ago where I was like let me actually start like quote-unquote start and start training properly so I've been doing kickboxing that was like my first um go-to martial art uh so far and I haven't stopped since um it's a bit of a weird one because in terms of watching like say UFC for example because you guys love talking about the UFC I am borderline casual when it comes to UFC, but I just love the the training regimes and the highlights and like the interviews of it. Um, when I first started kickboxing my first year, I was like, let me actually learn about the history of the UFC. So I don't know if you're a Hoist Gracie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, of course. Yeah. yeah. So like whoever says who's my favorite fighter, I always go Hoist Gracie because my first UFC that I actually watched was UFC 1. I went on YouTube. I put up UFC 1 and like it's it's insane how different the first couple of UFCs are compared to what it is now. Like very like now of course it's it's very professional everyone's well trained and everyone's well versed in in the world. It's a lot bigger. But back mm -hmm. then I'm not even joking the way it's like televised it's like a WWE match. It's like yeah. you have a boxer in boxing gear fighting a like BJJ fighter in gi and you're like this is something out of anime. You're like, this is this whoa. Hundred <laughs> percent. And, like, and they were yeah. just trying to discover what was I mean, look, the Gracie family had their agenda to kind of prove that Gracie Jiu Jitsu was the ultimate martial art. Doesn't matter weight class or none of that sort of stuff. But it was that it was that question like what martial art is best 
and whatnot. And it evolved yeah. into this whole mixed martial art thing because everyone come to realize like, oh shit, I need to learn the grappling. And then it's like, well, I need to learn striking and grappling. And then, you know, all the other stuff in between. And then it's the athleticism and conditioning and all that sort of stuff as well, which came into it. So yeah. it evolved great. It's crazy that you started off with UFC 1. Some people don't watch it because like, you know, people think it's more brutal. This is my opinion, right? People think it's, it was more brutal then. And yes, there was less rules and whatnot. But if you notice, a lot of people threw in the towel a lot more. Like these days, people are not willing to throw in the towel. They're just looking to get fucked up if they're going through like, you know, bad beatings or whatnot. Back then, they were quick to throw in towels. I feel like it was less brutal back then than it was here, uh, than it is now. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think again, there was a time where it's like, there was still a big mystery on what would happen in the ring on the octagon so mm. i want to say that's why but it's just so like it's like another world going back to the first couple of years hey, bro even joe rogan my guy yeah. i haven't seen clips of him i was like yeah. that's the same guy i was like that's yeah. him, bro. him with hair is funny man yeah, yeah bro. but it's crazy because like he the way he articulates himself and speaks is the same so like, you can tell like he's very very knowledgeable in like the in the art form that he works in so that was really really cool um, but besides Wade Gracie, I want to say, I don't know, Ken Shamrock as well. That guy was a tank. Um, yeah. Surprisingly, I knew him before watching UFC through WWE. Same here. I didn't know Same he was, like, I didn't know he was a UFC fighter. Like, he had the gear on. I was like, okay, he's really cool. But, like, when he was, like, when I was watching UFC, I was like, oh, he's an actual, like, shoe fighter and, like, a champion. And, like, he's very well known in Japan. I was like, oh. Oh damn, he's a beast. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's actually the world's. I mean, in WWF, he was like the world's dangerous man, right? Um, oh, and oh. he used to like. I remember he used to scream and then get people in the ankle, like some ankle lock, which you can easily get out of, what or whatnot. But, but the yeah. same, I had no idea he was actually in the Ultimate like Fighter. He's an actual fighter and whatnot. Uh, and there's a few yeah. people. There's uh, the name slipped in my head, but there, I think he was in UFC six or something. A Russian guy who has been in a couple movies. Um, he was in that movie, I don't know if you remember 15 Minutes with Robert De Niro. Um, it rings a bell. It, yeah, I mean, he was yeah. in a few other movies. But anyway, I, after seeing him, because I bought UFC Fight Pass and I went back and started watching all of them. And I was like, holy shit, I thought this dude was an actor. He's a fucking <laughs> UFC fight, MMA fighter. Yeah. So, so loads of people in it. Yeah, no, and it's just, you yeah. know, like to, to the modern age now, I mean, I, I know you probably don't watch it as much, but is, is there a specific fighter that stands out for you? now in the modern age um oh, okay i'll say currently I'll, I'll let's go a couple of years back i'll say gsp he was like another gateway in yeah, um one of again yes for sure uh, captain america winter soldier i was like wait what that's yeah. the that's the guy <laughs> again i was like yes yeah. i was like oh, okay um but i want to say right now it's probably like all the dagestani fighters to be fair like again like i must admit it so like they're on it yes, they're, they're yeah. very good like representatives of like the religion but like the way they train the way they carry themselves Khabib Nurmagomedov his entire run I, I love like but I guess right now I probably go Islam mm -hmm. as like my my go-to fighter right now but yeah, I think right now you're yeah, definitely like any of the Dagestani like mainstream fighters I'd pick yeah um, it's great to but, have someone yeah. that we can cheer for because I, I i always used to love muhammad ali but i obviously i wasn't alive when i followed his when his career was out but i could imagine how i mean khabib done it for me but just that feeling of having someone that represents and muhammad ali yeah. obviously was something huge and what he represented what he stood at stood for i could only imagine as a fan to just be like I love everything he does, you know, from, from what he represents, from what he's trying to uh, represent for his people, being Muslim, being a black man, all that sort of stuff. And I feel like Khabib done that as well from, from a Muslim perspective, because, you know, Muslims, I, you know, 
the 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 social media and all that sort of stuff has helped kind of expose Islam in a positive way, but it also there's the media and all the bullshit that's already ingrained bullshit about Islam to to certain people. But I feel like someone like Habib coming on that little platform and just kind of representing in a way of discipline and humility and humbleness and whatnot. Yeah, he had that incident, but put that aside. That was that was beef. That was fight, but. He comes across, you know, very humble. And he represents us well. As I feel, I feel proud. You know what I mean? Like when he's saying, like Alhamdulillah, I'm gonna smash your boy. Like yeah. there's something about that. Like so many people who I know who never watch MMA or whatnot, but they 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 felt that and they felt like that this he's he's representing well. Um, but yeah, no, that's awesome, man. I what's his name? Hamzat Chamayev, who's another one. He's always from Chechnya. He's training at my yes. gym currently now, so I'm trying to get the moment to like say what's up, salam alaikum, brother. But I don't want to disturb him <laughs> while he's training, man. Um, oh, okay, I'd love yeah. to meet that dude. Oh yeah, that's good. Like, wait, wait, like, how close were you towards him? <laughs> but like, he literally like... passed me, man. We like oh. passed shoulders. I was trying to get eye contact to be like, salam alaikum, bro. But he was focused. Oh, that he like, he was already sweating. He was going to the to another area of the gym, and I, I'm just not that guy to be like, oh brother, brother, stop. Like, oh, give yeah. me a picture, all that sort of stuff. I'm kind of like, like let it happen naturally. Yeah, let, let it happen naturally. Happen. I want to yeah. rather just communicate with him and just say salam alaikum. How you doing, brother? Like, you know, something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. But it's crazy that he is at my gym and, you know, they, they're having the UFC Abu Dhabi, which I tried to get tickets for and all the brothers are going to be there. But uh, I want, yeah, tickets were just crazy expensive. And oh, damn. Immediately, yeah. How's, how's Dubai life in general? You know what, bro? No place is perfect. No place mm -hmm. is perfect, right? But Dubai has its positives for sure. Um, but there's a, there's negatives too, you know. I mean, Dubai is a great place where everyone talks about Dubai being the future and all that sort of stuff, and it is from a visual perspective. But internally, when you're trying to sort out stuff, it's very backwards, you know. It's very backwards. Right. It's very behind. It's still got a lot to grow in regards to the digital world and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, from a religious perspective, you know, it's helped me a lot. You know, I'm trying to get close to religion. It's been, I'm not saying it's been hard, but I'm going through my own journey and whatnot. Being in Dubai has helped. Um, yes, food is great. It's the first time I've lived in a country where everything is halal. So that's amazing. Uh, you can make money here. People always talk about the money, yes. But people don't realize, like, one, things can get expensive. And two, everyone's trying to make money. And people are trying to make money from you too. So there's a lot of money you end up spending or, you know, kind of getting scammed out of and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's a hustler's place. It's not a place where you come and find yourself like fucking Bali or something like that. Mm. And excuse my language, bro. You know, I've obviously heard from the podcast. I swear too much. I'm trying to control uh, it. It's calm, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dubai yeah. is not a place where you would find yourself. You know what I mean? It, it's a place where you come with a hustler's mentality and you hustle, hustle, hustle. So I know with that mentality, me and the missus will eventually come back to the UK just to be with family and whatnot. But um, it's, it's not. Have you ever, you've been there before. I saw one of your videos recently where you posted... Yeah. One of your Dubai trips. Yeah, was that just for vacation? Yes. Huh? Um, I've been Dubai three times. Two for vacation. The second time, the third time was um, I have family that live there. I have like cousins and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, nice. Oh, where are they from? Have you heard of Miradun? It's like a place in Dubai. Does that ring a bell? Miradun. 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 I'm not sure, bro. Oh. I'm not good with areas anyway. Oh, so. okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. So yeah, I went. I think it was in 2018. The lot 2019, 2018 was the last time I went. It was just for vacation. Well, as my family were there, in it, so I went to see them. Um, for the first time and it was great like I went to it was more like it was basically a vacation uh, for the summer so I went to the autodrome go-karting I went to the malls did some shopping the food great yeah. um, but Abu Dhabi we drove to to I don't know if you've been to Abu Dhabi yet yes yeah, I, yeah. 
I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ferrari World, Warner Bros. World. We saw like the DC stuff, the Hall of Justice. It was really, really cool. Um, that was really, really fun. We saw the um, Sheikh Zayed Mosque as well. Bro, the masjid is beautiful. Yes. We went there yeah. for Friday prayer. That was beautiful. Um, and yeah, like yeah, that, that was that was a really fun time. Like, what else? What else did we do? Yeah, we were just chilling. To be fair, like yeah, there's so much to do here. And like, if you like, and inshallah, you come again. If you do, let me know. Bro. I'd be love to love to meet you in person. Where, inshallah, like, where in the UK do you live? Um, I'm from London. Oh, North okay. West. Whereabouts? Northwest, Northwest. Yeah, Harrow. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. oh okay. A blood you're <laughs> down the road, man. Shit. Okay. Uh, but I was gonna say, hopefully, you come to Dubai and I meet you in person. But bro, I could just get on the two five nine and come meet you in Holloway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you ever come down here anyway, give me a shout, man. Um, the good thing about, like, the one thing about Dubai, like, without a car, you can't really get anywhere. But with a car, the, it's, the options are open, man. Like, just you just drive anywhere, you know what I mean? So yeah. we always trying to, like, you know, we're planning a trip now to one of the other states just to get out there. And, and then the other thing about Dubai that people don't know, which I love, is, you know, 40 minutes away, you got, like, a, a town, uh, a little village called Hatar, which has got, like, mountains and stuff like that. That's my vibe. I love mountains and peaceful sort of areas. And that's 40 minutes away, you know what I mean? Dubai doesn't really promote that much because Dubai promotes all the glitz and the glamour and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you, um... Like, have you been to Sharjah before? Yeah, Sharjah as well. Yeah, yeah, like old school. Like, yeah, bro. Like, I love that kind of stuff. They don't promote yeah. that at all. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there's more to Dubai than just the Instagrammable stuff that it keeps promoting. Um, yeah. But yeah, alhamdulillah, it's nice, man. We'll do a couple years here and then see what happens, man. But family's in London, so it's always, it's always, that's the game plan to always end back there. Okay, cool, cool. Inshallah, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, on the on the martial arts, so you've been doing you've been doing kickboxing for a couple couple years. Have you ever thought about like getting into like grappling or that? Or are you still just kind of taking your time and and seeing how that yes. goes? I wanted to ask you this. On, I was legit gonna like message you several days before, and I was like, yeah, let me just wait. Um, so I do want to transition from striking to grappling very very soon, probably within the next six months, uh, because I I want to compete so badly. Um, okay. I used to play football a lot, like Sunday league, and like that. I just love the sense of competition and like the the vibe and like the the hype that you get when like you're in a competition, people are watching you. I miss that so much. Um, kickboxing is a bit scary competing. I can't lie. I don't want to like get hit and stuff like that um, when competing. So I was like, okay, let me go into grappling. I'm in the process right now. I'm doing so much research on like what martial art of grappling do I choose? Mm -hmm. A lot. Okay. Majority of the people are telling me do wrestling because it's like everything. It's the best foundation. But for me, it's like, I want to have fun as well. Wrestling just seems like crazy cardio intense. It's hard. So I was like, yeah, bro. <laughs> the grind of wrestling is hard, yeah. Yeah. Um. So everyone's like, do wrestling, do wrestling, do wrestling. And I'm like, okay, wait, chill, 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 man. I want to have fun as well. Yeah. So I'm debating between BJJ and judo at the moment. I'm just, I'm again, I'm trying to figure out which one to do. But in the meantime, yeah. I'm just doing my general training. Um every day and stretching every day beforehand uh so what would you recommend as someone who does bjj yeah yeah um, yeah BJ, I've been doing bjj for a while i mean look judo is also amazing as well because you've got to think about from a self-defense perspective and both are great for self-defense as well right mm -hmm. even though it's great to train as well it's good to know like what you can like you know inshallah nothing happens on the streets but we live in north london things happen or whatnot but judo is great because like you know Say it's winter time, someone tries to do something, they got a big jacket on, that's like judo, that's amazing and whatnot. You just grab that jacket and flip them and whatnot. Uh, oh, yeah. But I would say, honestly, from my perspective though, because judo, still you've got to fold people and technique is key, don't get me wrong. 
But I'm a small guy. I've always been a small guy. And from my perspective, the one martial art where where I've actually dominated bigger people has been Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Now, you probably heard it on Fight Talk, me and Curtis talk about it. I, I get smashed all the time. Big dudes do smash me. My spine can't take it no more. However, if I, I when I come across someone who's not trained before, who's not as familiar in, in just certain techniques of Jiu-Jitsu, and they're like 90 kgs, which happened like two weeks ago. A 90 kg guy, he's done a bit of wrestling, but I'm I'm 57 kgs, he's 90 kgs. I was able to dominate him, like as in get all ground. Like I had to just endure like 30 seconds of him just trying to overpower me. And then I just hip escaped and took his back and just tapped him out so many times. But that's the beauty of jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu, because you you're using the ground to take away like leverage and, and power from a from big opponent. Don't get me wrong, they can still squash me and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's the only martial art where I felt I've had an advantage over a big an opponent. Because striking is my base. I started off with um, kickboxing when we were kids and then um, Kung Fu. And then I got right. into Muay Thai and all that sort of stuff. And I'm okay with someone my size, but the moment someone's a bit bigger, I struggle. And I agree, it, getting hit is not like, I don't like it either. Uh, and I actually competed in kickboxing. I haven't competed in grappling before. I've actually competed in kickboxing uh, back in the days. Those are the ones I did. And I, I'm not going to lie, man, like, it fucking hurts, man, getting punched in the face. Yeah. I don't like it. But, you know, at the time I was young, I, I, I recover so fast or whatnot. Now I don't want to do any of that. But, look, I, I think what I would say, because this is what my my Sifu said, my Kung Fu instructor, and because of him I go into MMA, go, he would say, go try it. Go try it. And if you like it, you would do that one. If you don't like it, at least you tried it. But keep just try them. So you can, I would yeah. say, try a Jiu-Jitsu class. Try a Judo class. Try a couple of them. Don't just make a decision of one and see which one you like, see which one you enjoy, see which one you feel more welcomed at as well. Because the environment means a lot as well. Uh, and feel like which one you vibe with best, what you enjoy and how you moved around and whatnot. And then you'll get a sense. It, again, if, if you say, gee, you have to pick one, then I'll just say Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu just because of my own biases and how it's helped me and how how advantage I've, how much advantage I feel doing that. Um, but if I was to if you if I was to give you advice, I would say try them. Also wrestling, try wrestling, try sambo. If you can find them, they're a bit more harder in the UK. But if you can find those, just try them because you might freaking love wrestling. The grind of it is fucking hard, but you might like it and be like, I want to do wrestling. So I would suggest try and find some convenient schools around and then just give it a try, do a couple classes, and then make a decision, you know what I mean? And transition to the one that you genuinely feel like, oh, I like this one. And then you'll do, do that one more. Okay, cool. I'll take that. Thanks. Um, another question is like, regarding, again, like finding like um, certain academies and places to go to, some academies are more commercial and more watered down compared to other places. I don't want to go to a place that's like a bit, like you can tell they're just doing it for the money if you get me yeah or like yeah. it's it's or like the the main goal for that academy is just to train kids because you know parents that kids they make cash and like yeah. the adults are kind of like in the back yeah and they're not really like they're not there's not the, the, the training's not as serious as you'd want it to be has that happened with you when like you were looking for like new places to to join yeah. academies and so on 100 and i've seen it you know i mean i've been to i've been to a few some of the best gyms like evolve mma in in singapore is one of the best mma gyms in in uh, asia and you've got a lot of one fc fighters there but 
when you got a class full of 30, 40 people, like you're not getting that individual technique. Like, you know, I would have my old Sifu who would tell me like, just the little things, gee, like you need to shift your body to this angle. You need to shift your weight, little things. But when you're in one of those classes, you're not getting that you, the, those little adjustments and whatnot. Say, not saying that one, saying that that gym is what definitely one of the best and whatnot. Uh, there was a coach there who's my, one of my favorite MMA coaches I've ever come across. He had a purpose for every exercise you did, even if it was a warm up skipping exercise. He would tell you this is the purpose of skipping. So you you know what it is, bro. You're gonna come across gyms that a lot of it do it for the money. A lot of it is just like you know, oh yeah, we've got 40, 50 students in here, and they just kick the bag and do this. So, so you would rarely come across um, certain coaches that will take you aside or take certain people aside and just pick on your technique. Just do this a little bit. Just angle yourself there. And that's what you really want to look for. Like when you find a place, like find a place where one, you feel welcomed and feel comfortable there. And two, as you train, because you're only going to notice when you train there is does the coach you know, pick on technique on not just you, but everyone, you know, I'm trying to say, and that takes time though. You'd have to find that you, you would know immediately when you walk into a place and the, you know, they're just drilling stuff without, you know, letting anyone know it's technique. Like it's a kick. You can tell if it's like a, a boxer size class or whatnot, but you know, those, right. MMA, I tell you what though, those, some of those gyms who are like fighting gyms or whatnot, they will take focus. The, the disadvantage with those sometimes is if you're not a fighter, they might not show you interest. And that's where you feel like, oh, man, I, I want a little bit of interest. So there's that element too. Uh, but if you show commitment, one thing I have noticed, if you show commitment and show your face, the coach would eventually, like, you'll be able to build a relationship with them. And then they will eventually start helping you. And you have confidence to ask them questions and whatnot. But it is difficult. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you'll come across a lot that is just do the class. And then you'll come across a certain coach that will pick on technique or give you a reason why you do any little thing. And I've rarely come across that coach that would tell you, this is why you skip. And this is why you skip on your toes. Or this is why, you know what I mean? I'm talking about from the basics, or this is how you move forward and how you move backward. And that's what I love. You know, I, I loved martial art classes where I wouldn't even break a sweat because the coach is purely focusing on technique. And um, like the coach again in M uh, Evolve MMA, Eddie, he, he would break down the jab. He'll be telling people, who knows a jab cross? Who knows a jab straight? And everyone will be like, yeah, yeah, I know. He goes, all right, show me a jab straight, jab, jab cross. A cross is when you're going across and a straight is straight. But people don't know that. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a straight. It's like, no, that's a cross. This is a straight, because straight funny. Like, even those little details, people might think it's a minor thing, but the fact that he breaks that down because he goes, this straight can make all the difference depending on the angle of where your opponent is or the angle you've taken so you might be in an angle where you need to fall across or you might be into an angle to fall straight but just something as simple as that he would break down and I used to love that like a lot of people didn't because they want to bust sweat they want to hit pads all that sort of stuff which is not wrong but I used to love the fact that he used to just break those minor things down so again it comes down to the individual as well it depends on what you like and what you would appreciate Okay, interesting. Cool, 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 cool. I'll take just, that. Just try them out, bro. Try them out. That's the best way. That's the best way. But I'm glad you like you look. I I love the fact that you're training 
uh, and you're looking to get into grappling, don't stop the kickboxing. I would always recommend do the both. Like even if you do that once a week or whatever, uh, of course you've got a life to live and commitment. Uh, when I was young and competing, I was, I was, well, I used to train every day and I could recover after one night's sleep and all that. So now I, my body just can't take it anymore, but I'm still trying to, to push through. So, you know, I would recommend just keep doing it as much as possible, but focus on your recovery, do your stretching and yoga and all that sort of stuff. That will help a lot uh, as yeah. you kind of progress in it. Yeah, yeah. Stretching is like the thing that I try and focus on a lot more now, especially like this past year. Again, it's that thing where I don't want to have regrets in life, to be fair. I'm not I'm not like that at all. But like if I were to choose one thing is that I kind of wish I started training when I was like 10, 7, 8 years old, because it's like I could be doing the splits right now. I could be like Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, yeah. Chuck Norris and so on. So that doesn't bog me down. But I'm just saying like if that was one thing I, I'm a tad bit like annoyed at. When I'm doing my stretches, it's like oh, I wish I can just go lower, or like um, a butterfly stretch. I think I posted that on my story the other time. I'm so close to like <laughs> touching the ground with my knees. I'm like, if I just did this like five years ago, if I started five years ago, I could have like I could be doing it already. Yeah. So yeah. well, if you think about it this way, in five years from now, you'd be happy that you started five years ago. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So we yeah. all have those sort of things, but at least you're doing it now. Because the worst thing is, is of like, oh, I wish I'd done it when I was young, and then yeah. you don't do shit, and then six. That's my biggest fear. That's my biggest yeah. fear in life. That's exactly, bro. Anything, right? Be it martial arts or anything. Yeah. Like, if there's something that you want to, you got to, you got to do it because ten years from now, you're gonna like, oh, I, I wish I started ten years ago because you would have gone yeah. so far. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's important that you do it. But yeah, just keep doing it. Bro, keep doing it. Listen, man, like even with myself, man, as I get older, I'm, I'm, I talk about this a lot. All the exercises I do now is all about longevity and whatnot. I follow a guy called Knees Over Toes uh, in regards to knee health. And he talks about longevity exercises. And he's kind of expanded from like the legs and the knees to the shoulders and the back. And I just do those. I never go to the gym and do bench press and all that stuff anymore. I go and do literally like rotational stuff and seated good mornings and anything that, you know, you spoke about butterfly. I do weighted buff butterfly. So I get two dumbbells and I sit in the butterfly position, put the dumbbells on my knees and allow the weight to push my leg. And then I, I and then I uh, push up again. So I'm getting like a weighted seated butterfly as well, which also helps with mobility and, and longevity and stuff. So, you know, um, I, I've just moved away from the traditional, you know, bodybuilding style of training, which if I had time, I would actually do it because, you know, I'm still vain. I'm still a vain guy. I do want to look good and all that sort of stuff, but I'm going to focus on longevity first before all of that stuff. When I was young, yeah. cool, young kid, insecure. Of course, I want to look good and bulky and whatnot. So I do all of that stuff. But the reality was I'll still always and always will be a skinny kid. And martial arts has helped me be more confident in me just being a small skinny kid. And I'm confident with it. And I'm fine with it. I like my weight class. And uh, martial arts has helped me to get through, you know, overcome that insecurity and whatnot. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, my, like I feel like after like training sessions, I feel like my body can just fly and float yeah. at some <laughs> points. Like, it's, it's, I, I think I was talking to the friend. It was like, I've deeped it. It's like, I don't think I can stop training in my life ever like I can't go like a week without training or doing cardio or stretching it's come to that point now so it's just intense like it's crazy when you think about it like that um and also that reminds me of like a, I think I don't know if Bruce Lee said this we get to the topic next because I want to talk about this with you um I think I don't know if it's Bruce Lee you said it, it was like a Chinese proverb in general it's like um the best some the best thing the best wait wait the best time to start something new was 20 years ago but the second best time to start something is now. I think that's how it goes. 
Yes, so like, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that was Bruce Lee specific, but I think it's just a one of those Chinese proverbs. But yeah, it's it's yeah. so freaking true. It's so freaking true. Yeah. Um, because like I said, in ten years' time, you're gonna. Like, oh, I wish I started it ten years ago. Like, yeah, just start it now. It's great that you are training every day. I mean, look, you know, especially coming from like a Bengali culture and whatnot, where it's not, it's we're not like. Not in a bad way, but like we're not really athletes, right? You know, what I'm trying to say like we're hardworking people. We, me and Kips were just talking about the podcast this week. Our people are some hardworking people. But you're Bengali, right? I'm Pakistani. Pakistan. Oh, my bad, my bad, um. my bad. Sorry. So, but okay, but in general, that region, yeah. we're hardworking people and whatnot. But yeah. I wouldn't say we're known for being like the highest performance athletes. I know Pakistan, Bangladesh, and they got cricket and all that sort of stuff. But like we weren't educated especially our olders with like the training and, and just understanding our body that needs that physical training and whatnot um mm-hmm. and it's important that we have that mentality because it's not like because it helps us in the future man we want to be old and walk around and all that sort of stuff so it's great that we have that that mentality now um and then try and influence our our loved ones our siblings our brothers our fathers all that sort of stuff do you know what i mean because they were getting old and everything so i tell kibble all the time like like do something bro like he's trying his best he's got some back problems at the moment but he's trying his best to kind of do and I'm trying to always advise him on certain exercises to do but a lot of it happens because we don't use our bodies functionally you know what I mean you know Kibler was bro Kibler back in the days and you've probably seen some of his clips he can still do the spinning kick and shit but back in the days he was fucking on point with his kicks like he used to do the Van Damme kick you know when Van Damme does a jump and spinning but Kibler was able to do that bro that's how good Kibler was that's mad wow it just took a long t- what happened was it, he just stopped for a long time right and of course life cut, catches up and whatnot but if he just continued to do something every day he'll still be in that you know in that sort of sort of form or whatnot um mm-hmm. but that's why it's important for us to every like you said man like every week i have to do something you know it's that that discipline you know what i'm saying and yeah it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying with like habib and you know them being muslim and whatnot because being muslim is, is 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 a discipline to it as well yeah. like rogan was talking about this is coming from a non-muslim perspective like rogan he was like there's a reason why them fighters are so good because they're disciplined in their religion. You know, they call to prayer five times a day and during Ramadan, they don't eat and all this sort of stuff. There's so much discipline in Islam. And if they implement that within their fighting, of course, they're going to be, you know, some of the best in the world. You know what I mean? Like all they're thinking about is religion, family and training. And that's, it's all discipline and something that we can never, we, we should always strive to 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 have you know is discipline but yeah. discipline i think is one of those things that in my opinion that allah has given to everyone as a form of um freedom of choice right we all have freedom of choice i think discipline's a part of that in my opinion and everyone has it it just depends where you channel it because a lot of people be like oh i ain't got discipline and whatnot but i'm like you know what you work an office job nine to six right? and you go into the office we well, used to go into the office every day that's a form of discipline you know what I mean? But you choose to be disciplined towards that, but you wouldn't choose to be disciplined towards training or religion or whatever. Um, so I think discipline is one of those things that it's a freedom of choice that we have. You have to learn how to channel it in your life towards what you want, be it religion or training or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree as well. I think the way I channel it is um, like, yeah, the way I, I perceive discipline is, um, I know, again, everyone has their own methods of doing keeping themselves disciplined for me it's like there's a lot of goals that i want to achieve in life and like if i don't do it now it's not gonna happen then so like example i want to compete and stuff in martial arts and stuff i need to make sure i'm eating well now 
I want to like when I'm 80, I want to make sure I'm walking freely. I don't have a walking stick. I can still jump around and like do stuff. So I have to like treat myself like dis be disciplined now if I want to get to that point. And again, like personal projects and like life stuff and life goals, I have to work on it now for for me to achieve it later down the line. That's the way I perceive it, and it's 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 helped me so much. Like yeah. every day, like when you can't be bothered to go to the gym or go for a run, even though it's cold, or like um, there's like a cake in the fridge or a can of coke, you're like. I just grab water instead. <laughs> it's, yes. it's yeah, it's 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 those little stuff like that 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 like are the hardest, but are yeah. the most effective. Yeah. One of my Brazilian jiu-jitsu coaches for when, when I trained in Hong Kong, that he said that's a form of self-defense as well. Like mm -hmm. you see the McDonald's or you see a salad shop. Like for you to walk into the salad shop is a form of self-defense because you're defending yourself against the bullshit that McDonald's will give you, which is, you know, tasty, pleasurey food, but yeah. it's self-defense. Even just, for, I was talking that to, to my missus today, like, you know, Monday to Friday, uh, I, I'm very clean with my diet, right? Especially Monday to Thursday, I shouldn't lie, actually. Monday to Thursday, Friday, I like to let loose a bit. But bro, I'm not even going to lie, by the end of Thursday, I'm like, man, I can't wait to have a kind of coke or something like that but i'm like i have to stay disciplined monday to thursday and I'm, I'm being real eating healthy in my opinion is freaking depressing however i'm it's expensive as well it's expensive, so expensive as it is yes yeah it's depressing because it don't taste good and it's expensive but i'm like no i gotta stay disciplined because of what you mentioned because years from now all of this is like disease prevention and functionality yeah. prevention i'm trying to prevent myself from being diseased or you know i want to be 80 and run around like people yeah. do it bro you know what i'm saying like people do it you see loads of people out there doing it like they're 70 80 they don't look it and they're walking around and all that stuff i want to do that i don't want to be yeah. you know like messed up and whatnot and like you said yeah. we got to do it from now otherwise it's too late yeah yeah like yeah 100 it's, it's definitely right <laughs> but you asked a question i want to go back to bruce lee because we brought him up right and you obviously you're a fan of bruce lee as well uh, you asked a question a while back, like, if he was to compete in MMA now, how would he do, right? And uh, I gave you a quick answer through Instagram, but I thought it'd be great to talk about it because I think there's a lot to break down on that, right? The truth is, like, what I was saying to you, like, if you just took prime Bruce Lee then and brought him into the UFC or any MMA organization now, he, he, he would lose, right? He wouldn't do as well. Just because times have changed. It's like Hoist Gracie. Pound for pound, one of the best fighters of all time. But you put him in the MMA now in his weight class, because back then he was fighting people 500 pounds or whatnot. You put him in his mm -hmm. weight class now, he will struggle because every that martial arts has evolved. Everyone knows, you know, the jujitsu, the wrestling, the Muay Thai, the kickball, all that sort of stuff, right? So it will be difficult for him to compete now if you bring him. But with his mentality, someone like him and his mentality, 100%, he'll be on the jujitsu mats every day, the wrestling mats every day. He'll be learning all of that stuff, like religiously, um and i reckon if if he did that and you gave him time he'll be yeah i think he'll be like top 15 in the ufc for example like you know what i mean because he's got the mentality to be like oh shit i gotta learn this and i gotta learn that gotta, and he'll do it you know what i mean but him yeah. just bringing him in he's the, everything's a bit outdated but end of the day he yeah. is like the grandfather in my opinion the grandfather of mma because he was thinking back then i need to learn different martial arts. I don't care about cultures and Japanese martial arts and Korean. No, I need to learn all of it. And, you know, when he came to the US, he trained with Jean LaBelle and done some grappling and all that sort of stuff. So he definitely had the, the mentality of mixed martial arts before it wasn't even a thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, there's a lot to it. But 
you know, he he would uh, he would he would he would do some training, put it that way, and he he would definitely do something. But yeah, right now you put him in there, it will be struggle. It will be a struggle. It'd be hard to see. it's hard to say because I'm such a fan. I just want to say he would win, but it's not it's not the reality of of the situation. Fair, fair answer. Like even so, like I think his his influence is still very very strong. His shadow is, is still looming in like the whole martial arts MMA UFC like fight space like you always see like again GSP I think I saw an interview with him talking about Bruce Lee I saw um I think a clip of like uh, Anderson Silva saying be water my friend yes, on yes, camera yes. or whatever yeah. um so like I think his influence is still there like I, I do agree that the fact that he was like the the un, unofficial grandfather of MMA um even though it wasn't like a thing back then but yeah like his his influence was there to be fair when you actually deep it it's like his influence started a lot of things not just like UFC and MMA like movies video games like more combat street fighter naruto like it's it's insane like um like i was watching i don't know if you i don't know if you've read this book have you ever read this book um be water my friend by shannon lee his daughter i haven't no no okay i, I, I would recommend it down. yeah let me write yeah. that down now man i will i will get yeah. that this came out surprisingly when i started training for the first time like two years ago <laughs> okay two, three years ago yeah um like his 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 influence is everywhere. Like um Fei Long from Street Fighter, that's basically a parody of of Bruce Lee. Um oh, what's I forgot his name from Tekken Man. Lee and Le, uh, no Lei uh, no Law, sorry, Martial Law. Law, yes, Martial yes. Law from yeah, Tekken. Yeah, yeah. Um Rock Lee from Naruto. Yeah. You have like who else is there, man? Um I'm going blank right now, but like his influence is everywhere. Yeah, more I combat. Mean, Kill Bill, the nunchucks yeah. and whatnot. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's yeah. got such an... You're right. Any any sort of, be it fighting game or martial art thing, there's always a Bruce Lee type influence yeah. in their character in there, yeah. yeah. Like, Enter the Dragon was uh, a complete, like, base for Mortal Kombat when that was being made. So, like, the the part, like, it's so... Ins- the, thing, the, the thing that baffles my mind is that, like, with Bruce Lee specifically, he, he died at 32. That's a shocking thing. He died at 32, but, like, the way he, people would talk about him... Is this? It's like he lived up to like a hundred. Yeah, the guy was like a stoic that young, and like he was that wise that young. So like, I want to meet people. I want to meet more people like that in real life. Yeah, Just because you don't see people like that anymore. If not, it's very, very, very rare. So yeah, it's for just, sure. it's just, it just baffles my mind the fact that he died so young. Like, that's a, that's yeah. a true like you know uh, that legacy. You know what I mean when people talk about legacy. I mean, that's a yeah. legacy forever. Like you said, 32 and what he's doing even to this day, it, it's crazy, the influence that he has. And also, you know, some people forget this as well, you know, and I was talking, when I was in Hong Kong, especially because obviously that's where he was from and whatnot. I used to tell people it's not just the martial arts and the philosophy and the MMA. And right. He 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 was a hero for immigrants. You know what I mean? In, in, in yes. the US, you hear a lot of like old Cubans and whatnot. They used to dress like, Bruce Lee because he was a hero for immigrants not just Chinese people and whatnot but going there and you know just breaking down doors and barriers through the movie industry or whatever it was everyone loved him like again he was one of those characters that that or, or individuals that, that will go down in history to, that that kind of um, made a difference in in the world I I believe brought peoples together brought coaches together he believed in you know that quote that he has everyone under the sky and the sun we are all we are all one I, I butchered the quote but you know what I'm saying the, the quote yeah. I mean he he was people forget what he he did from that perspective he was a hero for immigrants uh, so I don't just love him for martial arts I love him for putting us on the map as well when I say us I'm not just Chinese people me as well like you know what I mean so 
there was yeah. that too. And that's a hard thing to do. I think that's harder than martial arts to like really stick up for yourself at that time of the, you know, when of the world and the way it was yeah. and whatnot. So that's a yeah. big thing that he did. Yeah, that's yeah, like I didn't I didn't deep it like that actually. I've never thought of it like that from that perspective. So that really, yeah, that that makes probably him even a better character with his legacy and stuff. Um, that that also another thing I want to mention in this in this book with what you just said, him being an immigrant. Um, in the story, they mentioned that um I I'll give you two stories. One was the first story was when he moved back to I think it was San Francisco or California, where he opened up his first dojo. Um a lot of the Chinese residents at that time didn't want him teaching uh Chinese Kung Fu to like international people, like foreigners and stuff and like mm -hmm. American people. And like there was like a big like fight and feud between like him and like people around him. And like again, it's something straight out of anime where it's like the, those other martial art gyms challenge him and whoever loses shuts down. So that, that's a fun story. Of course he won at the end. Um, yeah. Another example is um, when they were filming Enter the Dragon. Um, it wasn't like a clear, easy thing for him. Apparently, he had to fight the studio so much to make the film actually happen. I think he had to. Um, he gave the story. I think in brief, it's like he gave the script to the studio. They were like, "Cool, we're gonna film it." Day one of shooting, they got he got the script back. He read it, and like all of like the the Bruce Lee philosophy teaching stuff was cut out. And like he was like, yeah, no, I'm not filming this with you. So I think he just went home, stayed in his house the entire day until they the studio gave in to like his needs. So like if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have had Enter the Dragon. So like, yeah, so it's it's a crazy yeah, butterfly yeah, Exactly, yeah. I mean, well, what you just mentioned is, again, just, uh, just something to appreciate about who he was as a person. I mean, not only is he fighting foreigners, not for, like fighting, but, you know, just fighting that, breaking down those barriers, his own people... Yeah. His own people are against him because of what he's trying to like integrate uh, everyone as one and teaching martial arts and getting people together and all that. Like, how hard is that, man? Your own people are against you. You're trying to break barriers for your people, uh, and yeah. then he stuck to his guns, man. And he and he did what he did. And I think a lot of people forget that part of him as well. You know, what I mean, like, but yeah, from the martial arts perspective, I mean, he, he as long as martial art exists, his legacy is always going to exist. Uh, and that's what that's that's what a true deception like a perception of like legacy man i mean absolutely amazing uh, and i'm always i've always been a proper geek out of, of bruce lee man i mean I always love his martial arts even like stuff like the sidekick you know people are utilizing that and the oblique kick like john jones is one of the best at the oblique kick that he does i mean that was one of bruce lee's techniques he does that to chuck norris in freaking um i think it was the way of the dragon or something i mean he's yeah. doing that now i mean it's absolutely amazing that the influence that he does have he'll be an amazing coach if he was uh alive now <laughs> oh my god yeah crazy yeah yeah bro <laughs> i wish <laughs> I, I suppose uh, those top mma fighters will be paying him money to be like like teach me like teach me philosophy and all that sort of stuff yeah legit <laughs> yeah amazing amazing man you you asked another question about if there was a martial arts that i haven't done that i would like to do Mm -hmm. um on that topic it'll be it'll be probably Ji Kune Do or Wing, or Wing Chun um I've done a couple of Wing Chun classes but it but we're talking about committing to a martial arts and really learn learning one it would be between those two I would want to say Ji Kune Do just because it's more fl uh, fluid in the sense of like incorporating different styles and making your own sort of thing because Wing Chun end of the day is still a rigid martial arts style which I love don't get me wrong but it is still focused on 
our system and our stances and and all this sort of stuff and i would rather have a um an open-minded sort of martial arts and and i feel like um uh jeet Kune Do is more towards that in my opinion um so if i was to study something like that if i had time to be like you know what go pick my martial arts i would i would do i would do that okay cool cool good answer. have you ever thought about doing you said the... you were in hong kong oh yeah have you ever thought about doing any of those like any like the wing chong or, or jeet Kune Do or any of those styles um at the moment no I think again, I'm still very, very early on in my, I guess, martial art journey. Eventually, yes, because I want to like learn as much as I can in my life. Um, but I think in terms of like a, a martial art that I'd want to try, have you heard of Penchuk Silat by any chance? Yeah, the Indonesian one. Yes, that's yes, something yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to try. I want to. That's something I'm like that looks cool. I want to try that very, very soon in the future. Um, again, like Indonesia is like a place that just fascinates me a lot. I would love to go there. I'm teaching myself Indonesian at the moment. Oh, again, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like language learning is another goal that I want to achieve. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to learn as many languages. Bengali as well, bro. Teach me. <laughs> oh, I, can't, so, I can't even speak Bengali myself. <laughs> <laughs> even the little phrases, bro. <laughs> Honestly. Well, um, you love Indonesia. I, I I lived in Singapore when I when I was in Singapore. I traveled to Indonesia a few times. Bro, it's it's amazing. It's it's amazing there. I mean, certain parts. I mean, there's I play. I went to a place called. Uh, Joe Jakarta, I forget what not. So the, the main capital is Jakarta, but this one was like your Jakarta. So it was another area now. I think for short they call it Jogja or something. Beautiful, bro. Because again, it's got I'm a mountains guy. So you had like these mountains and active volcanoes, which is a bit scary, but just be and these beautiful temples. But then obviously, like it's an Islamic country as well. So you have these amazing mosques. And I remember one thing I was I was up, like they took me to this to this temple where you could see this beautiful sunrise. And you got two mountains. One of them is an active volcano. And as the sun is rising, you're in this temple as well. Like this, again, these, these, these historical, I don't know what to call them, but these temples that all look like pyramids, right? Around the world, is you're on one of those as well. And then you just hear the azan in the background. I, I promise you, it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I was mad tired. I got no sleep. I had to wake up at 2 a.m. to, I, I, I got back from my previous trip, um, my previous tourist day um, from about 10 o'clock, I showered at eight, I went to bed around 12, had to wake up at two for this thing. I was mad tired, but bro, just to see that, it was beautiful, man. The sun rising between these two mountains, the azan is in the background. I'm in this historical temple thing that I'm I'm, I'm sitting down in. It was just beautiful. You'll love it, man. If you have a chance- Oh, bro, that sounds so magical. That sounds so magical. Inshallah, bro, legit. Like East Asia in general is just a place that just fascinates me. Um, you've been Hong Kong. You lived in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. Um, I I have heritage in China, so, so I have family in Hong Kong, and I've never been. Um, I, I, does, does, there's a, there's a there's a gym. I don't know if it rings about Aspada. Does that ring a bell? Yes, in Hong yes, Kong? yes, Aspada. Yes, I remember them. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have a family member that trains there, so oh, okay. he. I think he was a cage fighter. I don't know if it was one championship, but. I know him through that. And like, I have a, a full on Chinese side of my family tree. I've never met them, but Hong Kong is on the list of places to go. Um, I get it. Hong Kong, Indonesia, like Singapore as well. I think I started watching the your channel when when you were in Singapore. Well, or okay, when you were just, okay. or when you were just transitioning from Singapore to Dubai. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. But from the videos that um Kibler showed on his um on his Instagram page, bro, it looks so beautiful, bro. 
Yeah, Singapore. <laughs> that, All of yeah. those places I love. And would you would you ever want to move abroad? Like, I mean, would you if you ever had the opportunity, would you want to move abroad? Yes, 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 yes. But again, yeah. that's like on on the on the on the on the tick list that I want to do. Um, would you love to go to Southeast Asia? Is there anywhere specific that you would love to do? Would all love um, to go? Sorry. Anywhere in Southeast Asia. Again, Malaysia, Indonesia, Singapore, um, Bali. Uh, that region yeah. like would be yes that's like my like my dream i guess at the moment um I, i'm i don't like the uk I'm, I'm getting fed up with the uk to be fair like <laughs> I, I, I i i get it's home but i think i feel like the cons outweigh the pros right now and like it's it's, it's kidding me it's, it's it, mainly it's, it's just it's mainly the mentality and the expenses that like mm-hmm. this, this, this i despise yeah, I don't blame. Listen, brother, if I didn't have family there, then I wouldn't come back. Honestly, I only come mm-hmm. back for family. That's how I mean. That's how obviously how close I am to my family. I come back for them. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't come back there. But you you will love Southeast Asia. I mean, Hong Kong's amazing. Beautiful sceneries, beautiful landscape. Obviously, Bruce Lee and all that vibe is there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Singapore, another amazing place as well. We're very efficient. One of the most efficient places I've ever lived in. Uh, is it true? Cool. Is it true that gum is banned? If you try to walk in, in in the airport with gum and they, and they search you, for example, then yeah, they'll tell you to throw it away and whatnot. Uh, Mad, you, that's okay, what I'm saying. Wow. You would walk around streets and not see uh, chewing gum on the floor as you do in the UK. Like the, Last time I was in the UK, I was laughing at myself. I just walked from North Tottenham to South Tottenham to see a friend. Just a short little walk. Within that, bro, I'm telling, I came back home and I was telling, telling my wife and my brothers and whatnot, like, this is how basic the UK is. The floor is cracked everywhere. The pavement's cracked. There's dog shit all over the place. There's gum all over the place. You don't get this in Singapore or Dubai and all that sort of stuff. Like it, it like there's it's so grimy, but it's home. It's home. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah. you'll love it. You'll love it, man. I, I and Southeast, like when you're in, if you're in Singapore, you can easily travel to like Malaysia, Indonesia. They just run a corner, like one mm. hour flights or take a boat or drive up there, for example. Uh, yeah. You will love all those whole places, man. I mean, inshallah, I recommend you travel out there and just enjoy it. Um, it's very safe as well. It's sort of a crazy thing that I didn't know. It's safe out there. Those places are super safe. Um, yeah, you know, you could be in Singapore, and I would, I would let my mother walk around three in the morning. I know she's gonna be cool. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Same with Dubai. That's another thing I love about Dubai. It's one positive. It's safe here. You know, I mean, I, I would again, I would let my mother if she wanted to go for a walk at three a.m. Yeah, go for it. In London, I'd be like, no, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, no. Like my wife goes for walks sometimes. I have no, not worry in the world. But if this was the UK, I'm like. No, man, you can't go for a walk now. I have to come with you. Like, and I don't want to come with you. So little, you know what I mean? It's dangerous. So <laughs> the safetyness is is amazing. Um, yeah. And if you go to Hong Kong, then brother, you got to go to Japan. Like, if you go up north, yes. then you have to, because I know you love your anime. You will love Japan. I'll tell you something. Like, my, I love all of Asia, but my favorite has to be Japan. Because okay. the, the people there, are, I promise you, I think even to this day, bro, the people there are the nicest people I've ever met in my life. I've never, like, they're so humble, they're so, like, helpful, it, it's just amazing, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm sure there's some bullshit there, everywhere there is, but yeah. if you go there, man, people are just so nice, it's unbelievable, man, I, you wouldn't expect, you wouldn't be treated differently in any way, they don't speak English, but they will do whatever they can to help you, it's like the nicest people I've ever come across, um, so you would have to do that, if you go to that side of the world, you cannot go there and not go to Japan. So make sure that's on your list. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, like it, all my all my entire friend group, Japan's like the number one thing. So yeah, inshallah, one day 
like yeah like i feel like this east asia as a whole as a collective they're very just like more respectable compared to i guess the uk for example mm-hmm. or like the west so that's just something I, I like so much um especially like i had like a massive like culture shock coming back to the uk i went to saudi arabia for a month um during ramadan as well so like that was like peak high like spiritual levels were at its highest and I met people from everywhere. I met people from France. I met people from uh, Saudi Arabia, the Middle East. I met people from Indonesia. They were so, so nice. You can just say, salam alaikum to anyone. They'll reply back. They'll give you food. They'll give you drinks, dates, tea for free. Bro, the, the tea yeah. was so peng. They'll give you gifts, like a Quran. And you're like, I don't even know you and you're giving me this. Yeah. And like, everyone was so nice. The day I came back to the UK, first of all, <laughs> grey. It, it's grey. Me and my friends are just looking at each other and we're like, Nah, man, this is, this is <laughs> not it. And then, then like a weekend, you're like, oh, no, then it really kicks in like a weekend. You're like, oh my God. I Like you smile, like you just wave or smile at a person walking by you. They give you the dirtiest look. <laughs> it's like, you're like, I don't want this feeling anymore. So that, that was like a big culture shock as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was listening to a podcast recently and there's a guy called Zubi. I come in the podcast, but there's a guy called Zubi. He's like, he used to be a UK rapper. Uh, but anyway, does a lot of this talk. But anyway, he used to live in Saudi Arabia as well. And he was talking about the difference between the West and the Middle East, for example. And it's like in the West, one of the things that we all strive on is like we have freedom of speech. You know, we could we have freedom of everything, which a little bit is a bit of bullshit. But, it, you know, that's one of the things that we have. But he was like, well, some people freedom is of speech and whatnot or freedom in general might not be their number one priority. Like if you asked a mother, what would you want for their child? one of the main things they might say is safety now you're not really safe in the western countries like in the western world like you know we live in a certain area where you might you have to look over your back sometimes and in the in the u.s people getting shot and all that sort of stuff and whatnot but if you live in the middle east qatar dubai saudi Arabia, it is safe here like yes they have rules and whatnot you might not have the freedom which you cherish which is cool if you want freedom you got it in the west uh, and whatnot but if you want something like safety because that could be more important to you in life you don't get that there. You get that in the Middle East and whatnot. Um, yeah. So everywhere has these pros and cons and everything. It just depends what you want as an individual and what you what you cherish as an individual. Um, mm-hmm. And I I definitely would cherish free. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, safety, man. If I inshallah I have children one day, like I don't want to bring them back to the UK. I probably will just because my family's there. But really, I want to I want them to be safe. You know what I mean? I want them to yeah. be like, yeah, go out and play. I don't have to think about someone trying to rob you or kidnap you or something like that you know what i mean in the uk man it's, it's yeah. a bit of a scary one because these things happen not just uk but in the western world in south america all those sort of places it's, it can be dangerous man yeah no yeah i agree like again like I, I, alhamdulillah i'll always be grateful for what i've been given like i'm not living in like a war-torn country like ukraine or what's happening in palestine and stuff alhamdulillah like, again like i have a roof over my head i have a food um but it's just one of them things where it's like you you want to for your future, right? Like, honestly, well, like, I have the same mindset as you. It's like, future kids, I'm not even married yet, but like, if I have like a wife I have to take care of, inshallah, it's like, I'm gonna make sure like, that entire like phase of my life is no problems, no issues, nothing inconvenient for them and for myself. So yeah, like that's already in like my mindset right now. Um, But I think it's just, again, just working towards it. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna bash the West too much because there are pros, but again, there's, an equal amount of cons to it so i don't try i don't hate like i don't i don't go raging and hating and complaining about stuff every day but it's just like it could be better if we were like somewhere else 
Yeah, I mean, bro, to be honest, bro, just from my experience living around the world, no place is perfect, though. Be it yeah. Middle East, the West, East Asia, where no place is perfect. You're going to come across shit that you don't like. There is not one place where everything is just like this utopia that don't exist. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just facts. It's just as an individual, what do you like? And the reason why, uh, you know, the UK is it means a lot to me is because it is home. Like, you know, I've always said this, like my granddad fought in World War II. Like, you know, he was invited over to Britain. Like, I have this deep connection with it, with, with the UK because of all of that. My father built his life there. Um, and, and and got us to where we are now. We born and raised there. So it means so much to me. It's home. Uh, mm. Whether you like your home or not or, or have problems with it, that's that's normal. We're always going to have problems. But it means, it means a lot to me, being, being British and all that sort of stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, when you do think about future and whatnot, you're like, well, now I'm older and I'm going to have kids and stuff. What will be best for them? Like, yes, Britain's home and I love it and whatnot, but what will be best for them? And that's when you start thinking about other sort of things. Uh, other places and whatnot but no place is perfect though yeah yeah 100 agree yeah 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 i hope i hope that didn't come off as like complaining and whining no, 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 no. Oh, okay okay cool. yeah it's all good listen man we're just expressing ourselves that's what we do man that's what we do on, yeah uh, you know what i mean i think that's what's great about these platforms and even when you do your your videos and whatnot you're giving your thoughts and you're very articulate by the way the way you do it is actually amazing some of your breakdowns and everything um so you have a very articulate and obviously I think maybe that comes from your creative perspective you that like you and kibble are good at that like i was telling kibbles the other day i'm not articulate articulate in the way of expressing things the best way I could do it is just by having a conversation uh, but that's what you do like you know we you're you're just expressing your thoughts basically yeah no thanks I think that I oh, appreciate it. like the, the articulation when it comes to me was I've been doing YouTube since I was like 16 I've been talking like the what I've been doing now is what I've been doing like way back then so like me little 16 year old self talking about comics and I think I just gradually naturally just improved my speaking skills as the years I went on so it's one of them things where I was like Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, I'm happy. I was so happy when I started back then. So like the things happened. But again, like everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. Like I'm terrible at speaking without a script. I need to have like a note or like a notepad with me just in case. If I don't, I stutter. I go, um, um, wait, I pause. With a script, I'm very like, I'm on it. So yeah, but I can I can relate to what you say. Yeah, when yeah. Is this I, think, I don't know what learn? review you were talking about. I, 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 yeah, this was all. Yeah, yeah. Is this something that you learned when you yeah. Because when you were sixteen, right? Because you're young still, right? And you're putting yourself out there on YouTube, yeah. right? So there, there's a lot yeah. to it. I didn't start doing this shit till what eight, nine years ago. So I was still an adult, and even as an adult, we're still human. We have our insecurities. At the beginning, man, it was. I was like, kids, I don't know if I want to do this, bro. Like. I don't want people to see me and I'm talking shit and I can't even read and right, you, you've heard us I can't even read names but so when you were doing it like was you have you always been like a a confident speaker a very extroverted type of person like how did it start off for you though was it was there nerves or how did you overcome all of that um I think for me is like I've always been a shy person like a shy kid growing up but it's like if it's about certain topics that I like and that time I'm passionate about I'll like be very very confident on 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 stage um, but now it's come to the point now where I can legit like I'm I still say I'm an introvert but I'm I'm an extroverted introvert if you get me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like I'd rather still be to myself than have a convo with a group of people but like say if the the moment arises where like I have to like talk then I'll 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 do it but yeah like with with YouTube when I first started it was like first of all I grew up watching like other review channels I don't know if I don't know what's the YouTube do you have you heard of youtubers like jeremy johns and chris stockman and them lot by any chance 
haven't known oh okay no. so they're like og like youtube reviewers and all they used to do was just put the camera in front of them and talk about movies and video games and comics mm. so i was like i'm gonna do that and that was pretty much it so it was like oh it was so old it was like captain america civil no it was a civil war comic it was like ninja turtles on the snes very very like niche topics that a 16 year old wouldn't talk about mm-hmm. on like with his friends i was like my friends don't talk about this stuff. I'm going to talk about it because no one talks about it. So let me just do it. And I think it just became a natural, like, incline of um, just like, I just got better and better as, as time went. Do you remember yeah. your first one? Like, before you press record or set it live, did you script it? Did you, would you like, ah, oh, shit, this ain't going to work? Like, did it take a long time or did you just, fuck it, I'm putting, pressing record, I'm going live, let's go? Like, do you remember how the first one um, went? I actually have the 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 first ever take of me recording myself. To this day, I still have it. It was, I think it was me talking about Captain America. No, it was me talking about the Civil War comic, the Marvel Civil War comic. Because this was just before, oh, you're lagging. You're, you're good? Um, I can hear you still. The, the camera's a bit lagging oh. and whatnot, but I can hear your voice still. The voice is still fine. Okay, so this was just before phase three was announced for the MCU. It was just after or just before. And I was like, oh my God, I've read the comic for this and the movie's happening. No one in the world knows about this. So I'm gonna like be the bigger man and be like, hey, look, I've read the comic. This is what the movie's gonna be about. So I remember, I think I did like a couple of notes. It was like, hi guys, my name is Yusuf and I'm gonna talk about Civil War. And then yeah, it was very, very like cheesy and cringe. But I think looking back on it, I feel very, very nostalgic like looking back on stuff like that i'm like oh my god like i, w- I would want to hug, hug like my my 16 year old something like yo i'm so proud of you because like if you didn't do it i wouldn't be here so oh uh, yeah I, I don't i don't see stuff like in a cringy way like i'm like ah, alhamdulillah man that's that's yeah it's, it's what, yeah I'm, what, I'm, I'm so happy about it what advice would you give that person now though based on you know the experience where you are now doing it like what advice would you give that 16 year old apart from a big hug and said well done um just I'll just like again, but first of all, start martial arts as soon as possible. <laughs> still one thing. Still one thing. Just start training now. But two, it's just like um just I think just I'd say just work harder. That's that's the only it's it's a bit cliche, like you tell out to anyone, but just yeah, just just work harder, I guess. Like just be a bit more open-minded with with stuff. I think yeah, yeah, just be more open-minded, be more adventurous. Um and fair enough, that was only like a seven seven year gap from here to now. But it's one of them things where it's like the sooner you start, the the more experienced you are. But I think I'm again like I don't regret stuff, so I'm happy with where I was back then. Cause again, that's how life works in it. So yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's how life works. What about your process now then? Because that like I said, your videos, what you're doing now are very visually amazing, they're articulate what's your process now do you do you script it do you have an idea like obviously you talk about what you love which is turtles and whatnot is there something that pops in your head you're like oh shit i want to make a video about this specific thing and then do you start visualizing how you want it to look and then what you want to say or how, how does that work uh yes so i guess for an example you watch a movie you have the buzz you're like okay i want to talk about this movie i want to spread the awareness for it uh more people need to watch this movie let me start a script I have a couple of like mental notes that I want to talk about certain scenes, certain action sequences, uh, my thoughts on the casting, the music, the dialogue, uh, my favorite sequences, um, and the context behind the film. 
like behind the scenes what were the, the process of like the, the filmmakers thinking um then like put that in a script um to this day i'm still improving my writing and scripting and then once that's all done um i record it on my software say everything out loud um until i'm happy with the takes then after that uh, you trim all the, the ifs buts and ums and the stuttering out so it's a lot more cleaner um and then again make sure like you, you're looking good on camera the camera like the lighting is good um you come like more expressive then after that add the b-roll footage in so like if i'm talking about john wick fighting against uh, donnie and um i'll throw in the, the b-roll footage of them actually fighting on the screen um and then just edit it edit it well uh to the point where like you're happy with it um but in short it's kind of like being a filmmaker mm-hmm. reviewing stuff on on youtube um so yeah like yeah but it's come to the point now where like there's so much stuff I want to do. Um, there's so many, but there's so many like um, balls you have to juggle at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's all. Because yeah. I yeah. again, I think like I compare you and and Kibbs because I think you guys just have this creative mind frame. You're good like at art and all that sort of stuff. So when what you're explaining there is like you got this storyboard in your head. I don't have that. I'm not the artist. I'm not, I don't have that sort of uh, articulation in my head, but Kibler has something similar. Where with me, I told Kibs like, I can't do those reviews. I can't do what you guys, what you just spoke through. So what's best for me is I just put the camera on and I just talk and all the ums and ahs are going to be there, but I'm just going to express. And I need as much time as possible. Like Kibler, those, you guys do this brilliant thing where you could do something in 60 seconds. I done one for Fast, uh, not Fast Movie, what's that movie? The uh, Gran Turismo. It was so shit. <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, Kipler, delete that, man. I don't want that out there. But anyway, I was like, I'm not doing that no more. So the next movie review I did was for Sound of Freedom, which should be coming out in, in the UK. If you get a chance, do watch it, bro. Um, I was like, Kibs, this is not a 60 second review type movie. Like, I'm going to just put the camera on and talk to it until. I feel like I'm done. And that went on for like 30 minutes. And I was like, that's how I'm going to do my reviews and whatnot. But you, you, got, you guys are amazing because you've got this storyboard in your head. Kibler just taught me recently how to do the editing and whatnot. Um, because he was doing it all himself. And it was just a bit difficult. Obviously, he's got kids and everything. So I was like, Kibler, you've got to teach me how to do it. So he teaches me the basics. So I'm just getting into how to edit, put the intro in there, put the outro, put a little transition, upload it onto YouTube and whatnot. Um, so I could do those sort of things, but and some of the trailer reactions he's taught me how to do. But then when you do those mini ones, I'm like, yeah, that's that's beyond what I could I could do, man. Uh, but we're different, you know what I mean? That's the, that's the beauty about these sort of platforms. Like we can just have conversations and everyone has a different perspectives on how they articulate things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, like again, you try, you fail, you keep going in it until like you're comfortable with like the right thing. But yeah, it's it's really cool. Like I love you guys' reviews on like your discussions on, on certain topics. Um, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Favorite. I want to do a bit of a quick fire on with you. Um, favorite superhero. I want to say it's the guy behind you. Yes. It's, it's this guy. Yeah, the Punisher. When you were okay. talking about Civil War, the comic, I will never forget that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes where you remember the scene when the Punisher joins. He tries to join. He saves. He saves Spider Man. Spider Man. Yes, in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, bring, yeah yes. So then he brings him to Cap and the team, and then some villains. Yeah. I can't remember when they, but they tried to join Cap's Cap's team, and immediately yeah, and he shoots Punisher them. Bro. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's bro, one of my yeah. favorite scenes. <laughs> and then Cap yeah. just beats him up, and he's like, "No, I won't fight you, Cap." But yeah, because yeah, you're the one I wish I could be like. Yes. Like yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, bro, I need to read. 
I, love... <laughs> I want to read the comic now. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, so yeah, so Punisher's my my favorite man. Okay, Who's yours? Okay. Who's yours? The the guy next to Punisher behind you. Ah, uh, Batman. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. like my safe answer. I have a lot of superheroes, but I think in terms of storytelling, Batman's like the one character that I'll always go to um, for stories, whether that be like year one, uh, Frank Miller. Um, but I'm not going to lie, right now I am loving Ninja Turtles. I'm going through a Ninja Turtles phase right now. Yeah. Um, I think I, ha- I, ha- I heard you guys talking about The Last Ronin on, on one of the, the episodes that you did. Um, have you read it yet? No, I'm trying to get copies. So I, I, I literally messaged okay. my comic book guy uh, out here and I said, do you have a copy of the the, the last Ronin thing? So hopefully he has one because they're making a, a prequel apparently. So I want to, I want oh, okay. so I want to get into that because Kipler has been talking about it for a while, but I just, I didn't get it. My old comic book shop didn't have it. So I'm asking my new guys if they have it. Okay. Okay. Um, Favorite, favorite superhero movie. Oh, okay. Um, Favorite superhero movie. See, I want to say, um, I want to say Winter Soldier because I think that's awesome. I want to say The Dark Knight because that's like one of my best movies of all time. Like you forget superhero movies. So, so I mean, I I, I tell you what, I, I'm gonna put Dark Knight because it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. It goes in my top ten somewhere because I think it's absolutely amazing. I do, but different maybe movies make me feel different way like end games that last scene of end game i could watch that and be like i'm doing a thousand press-ups right now let's go like do you know what i mean so certain movies get me hyped and whatnot but if you're talking about like one of the like one of my favorites um if i had to pick one I- I'll-, I'll put the dark knight that that was just absolutely amazing okay yeah sorry choice yeah yeah you, yeah. you, you, you can't go wrong yeah what about you? i want to go dark knight as well but since you said that already i want to say mm... oh Okay, my go-to answer is Spider-Man Two, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doc Ock, like t- that entire train sequence, like so good, yeah, yeah, like you know when he's holding onto the train and he's like, ah, and then, like, <laughs> he passes out, then you have that wholesome moment where like the, the New York citizens are like holding him up, yeah. takes the mask off, and he's like, bro, he's just a kid, and the music, so bro, good. yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. no, the that speech, was yeah, yeah absolutely bro. amazing, yeah, yeah, um, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. I'm a Street Fighter guy. Street Fighter. I, I love Mortal Kombat, but I, I've never played. I played the old ones, but I'm a Street Fighter guy. I, I bought Street Fighter 6. I've played a little bit. Um, Ash, who's the other brother you've probably seen on the podcast, he's more of a gamer or whatnot. He plays oh, okay. Mortal Kombat more than he does it. Because Mortal Kombat, what I've noticed, they have a great storyline, like, which I love. Yeah. Like you with these Street Fighter games and whatnot, they just beat them up games. You select your character, yeah. you go through, and that's it. With more combat, what I love, there's a story, and as through the story, you have a fight. I I love that concept. I wish Tekken took that uh, that concept on because I would love to play Tekken in that type of storyline concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm I'm more Street Fighter as well. I always like ask. I, I always like every time I meet a new person, just to like kind of feel them out. I'm like, okay, what's your favorite character? What's your favorite game? And so on. Um, who's your main? If you have a main, like who's your go-to character? Oh, in Street Fighter? Yeah. Ah, uh, it's always Ken. Ken and Ryu, but Ken first because I like his speed more than because Ryu's more powerful and whatnot, but a little bit slower. I like Ken's speed, so I'm I'm always Ken. Okay, cool. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Not that I'm good though. I'm not good at it. Fucking some of the moves are hard these days, man. Street. Have you played Street Fighter Six? I had, nah, I'm so behind, bro. Video games, I'm so behind on, man. I want to get Street Fighter 6 so badly. But it's one of them things where it's like the commitment. You literally have to put your life into memorizing yes. combos. Yeah. Um, and like the 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 skill bar is so high for Street Fighter, especially like, like saying you're good, it doesn't mean you're good. That means like you're 
possible saying mm. you're good is like you're all the way here I'm like yeah. below the screen <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like that same here um, yeah. I'm practicing my combos and you're right like it, it takes a commitment to learn them and, yeah. and then getting the coordination like sometimes yeah. the signal between my brain and my fingers there's a delay and you can't get the combos yeah. out uh, yeah. but it's great now I'm, I'm not Ash is more of a gamer I'm I'm playing God of War like right now that's the game I'm, I, I love um, the last game I completed was Ghost, of, was, was Ghost of Tsushima. That took me like four years to complete. <laughs> so I, I completed it in four years. God of War, I'm playing that now. That'll probably take me another three, four years. I, I literally play like an hour a week if I have time. But uh, Street Fighter Six is good. It is good. I, I just pull it on to just see some combos. And the way the animation is now is so good. Like, like compared to, uh, the 2D stuff is always going to be amazing, but the way mm -hmm. you can connect combos, the way the movements are, the way they, the, the specials and all that stuff are, the animation is really cool now. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, favorite comic book, like your comic book story, storyline run, what's oh, it go to? Yeah, that's a, oh, that's a good one. It, it definitely has to be something with the Punisher because my comic book collection, mostly the Punisher. Trying to think, it might be the Punisher Max ones. I... Actually, I don't know if I could put a name, if I could put a complete a run on it, because I love all of them. Like the ones that came out recently, okay, the newest one, I know people were shitting all over it. I still love it because I'm biased over the Punisher, but there was the ones that came out in 2018 where he wore the War Machine um, suit. Did you ever see that one? Oh, that sounds so cool. I just, well, wow, Punisher I'm... in the War Machine suit. <laughs> but you could just be imagine what he would do with that suit. And he done, he done it. He'll punch holes through people and all that sort of stuff. He'll, you know, rip off people's arms and, you know, just doing Punisher sit. Um, so I would I would say something with the Punisher, basically. Um, oh, what would you say is a good... Okay, so, okay, Punisher, for, for me, I am... I'm a casual, right? When it comes to the Punisher, I only know him through like crossover events. When it comes to comics, um, the Daredevil season two Netflix series, the games, Marvel vs. Capcom, and so on. I know barely know nothing about his story. To be to be fair, what's mm. a good comic gateway in for him as like as a new reader? Yeah, that's. Just, I would say Welcome Back, Frank is a good one. I think that's good. Um, yeah. Some of the Punisher Max stories, I think. Like I can't actually, I can't remember exact names off the top of my head, but some of the Punisher Max ones are good. Um, because some of them you like so people people think I love the Punisher because he's just violent. And yes, I, I you know, I used to I do love him because he's just violent and he's raw and whatnot. And when I was young and I used to go through shit on the streets, I always used to be like, I wish there was a Punisher here to blast these people away. Of course it's wrong, but when you read the comics, you understand the PTSD that he's gone through, you understand the trauma that he's gone through. And then some of the justice that he does lay out, like I just watched The Sound of Freedom, right? And if you watch it, you, you'll feel it, right? And there's a, I, can't, I, think, I think it's in one of the Punisher Night comics, I can't remember which one it was, where it was literally, there was some parents who were filming their children in, in doing wrong acts basically, right? Yeah. Punisher just knocks up on the door, brings the children upstairs into one room, takes the parents downstairs into the basement and just blasts them away, pours the problem so the kids go. I mean, look, that's raw. But what I'm saying is there's a certain level of justice that that I've that you just feel like, you know, that sometimes that's necessary. Not saying I want it, it's wrong. Guys, <laughs> don't think I'm crazy. But that there's something about that where I'm like, this guy's got so much trauma. There's something wrong in the world. Rather than possibly giving that wrong another chance he just gets rid of it Do you know what i mean like you know daredevil season two he says it you know to daredevil you 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 knock them guy this they, they get back up 
when I do it, they stay down. They I love, bro. That scene on the rooftop is one of my favorite scenes favorite, in like television yeah. ever. Same, bro. That same. oh, it's so good. It's so I would good. say that as well. Like if you were to get into Punisher, I would say check season two out of Daredevil because that gives you a okay. great. No, I've 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 seen that season, yeah. but I haven't seen his his series though. Was you say that's a good gateway in? Yeah, 100% the Daredevil one's the best gateway in. And then watching this season, yeah, for sure. If you if you have mm-hmm. a chance, watch those two because then it gives you a bit more... Just, they change the story, but it gives you the bit of the, the mental aspect of what he's going through and why he's going through this PTSD and whatnot. Um, so there's a lot to it, man. The last, Even the last comics that came out, which which people hated... Um, I don't know if you if you heard anything, but basically he got he got a bit more powers. He he joined the hand. They gave him some sort of powers and whatnot. Uh, long story short, and Punisher at the end of it uses the powers of the beast that he got to teleport himself to another dimension. Not even Doctor Strange can find him. So it's like the end of Frank Castle, right? That's how they tried to run it. I don't think it'll right. be the end. He's gonna come back for sure. There's a new Punisher one coming out in November. I can't remember the guy's name, but it's not Frank Castle. It's a new guy, a guy from S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatnot, right? Okay. People are uh, controversial. Listen, even me, I love Frank. That's my guy. But I believe he's going to come back. Anyway, the, the one amazing thing about this comic, the, the one that just happened that everyone hated, the last part, his wife, uh, Marie, Maria, she came back alive. The hand brought her back alive and whatnot, right? Like they did for Electra and all that sort of stuff, right? She was disappointed in him on how he how he got revenge for their death. He's like, this is this is the legacy you leave for our family, our children, our children and everyone, they got killed and this is how you react and you go around on this murdering spree. It was actually really deep. And by the end of this comic, she leaves him. It's fucking heartbreaking. Like, oh. he, he, this guy's whole life, who I love, he'd done all, he created this war on the streets because of his wife and, and, and kids. But it was wrong. And she expressed that to him. You were wrong to do that. That's how you honored our family. There's so many other ways you could have honored our family, but you done it in a murderous way. And then she left him. It was freaking heartbreaking. And those are the little things that I love about these stories. And he always has respect for Captain America, which I always love as well. It's like these little things about him. People think he's just a brute murderer, but he's definitely got a lot of honor in him. But there's there's a there's a PTSD in him. And I don't I don't, I can't relate to it because I'm not a war hero or whatnot, or war or a veteran or whatnot, but it, it does touch on what people go through and stuff. So yeah, deep connection with the Punisher, man. But yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but um, <laughs> what about you though? What about you? Like if, if you said Batman's your, your favorite, what one would you say is sort of an introduction into Batman and why? why? Is there something specific that connects you to Batman, like emotionally or whatnot, that you feel that you can relate to him or just just why you got love for him oh okay that's a very good question I think that's a deep question um I think to be fair like Batman was never my favorite superhero when I was growing up it was always like you know Spider-Man Wolverine Hulk uh the Teen Titans especially like that era of cartoon um Batman was like the Dark Knight movies were like oh this is good like this is really good but I think when I got into comics my gateway comic was Batman the New 52. Like that era was like my gateway into DC. Um, so the Court of Owls. I didn't mention this on Kibler's episode as well. Um, but it's the, the story. Of, have you read it by any chance? I don't think I have. I don't think I have. So, so the concept is that like the Court of Owls, they were like a myth in Gotham. They were like a children's story to scare kid, kids at night. Um, that they were like an Illuminati. Um, and they would like um, kill people on, on, on the down low. 
and like they would control the city without anyone knowing an Illuminati pretty much um but the concept is that you know Batman like he is the guy of Gotham he's the guardian like he knows everyone and everything that's happening around him so like imagine all these years as he's growing up the history of Gotham there's been like a syndicate that's been running the entire city this entire time and that's been under Batman's nose the entire time and when he finds out he's like what the hell is going on and like you see like him getting beaten to like his his limits because he just didn't know about this threat um he gets infiltrated his family gets infiltrated um it's really really cool and that that, that leads to like the um what's it, the death of the family mm-hmm. death okay. in the family where like joker um comes back he's been missing for a while um but like his entire face has been cut off he's been faceless for a while and he's back he's crazy he's killing everyone again um and it's one of them things where it's like what have i done i should really kill you because it's, it's it's typical Batman and Joker where it's like they push each other but I think I wouldn't say it's the best Batman story I've read but it's the most sentimental just because it it kicked it started my comic book journey for me mm-hmm. so okay. I'll probably go with that oh um, awesome yeah awesome yeah. what about okay let me throw you one what about um Dragon Ball and Naruto oh oh I love both so much. I love both. I love both. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably go Dragon Ball just because that was the first. Dra- okay, Dragon Ball was primary school. Naruto was high school. Got That's... it, got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And who was your favorite yeah. character in, in, in Dragon Ball? Um, oh, Trunks. Trunks, yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the sword, bro. The sword. Bro, anyone with a sword I love. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah. yeah, I go Trunks. And he had a cool hairstyle. Remember when they were fighting... Um... Ah, uh, come on, what's his name? Why have I gone blank? The green, the android one. What's his name? Oh, Cell. Cell, Cell. yes, yeah. yes. I remember when yeah. he came out of the hyperbolic chamber and Trunks just looked hench and he had that wicked hairstyle. <laughs> but he was sick. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. that. That was awesome. I was awesome. Yeah. I, I never, I remember, I remember how I got into Dragon Ball. I never watched it and my friends used to watch it and I'd be like, nah, that's basic, man. I'm fist of the North Star guy, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was at my friend's house once, once after school and Vegeta was on. Like they, they were watching, he was watching it, and I was like not paying attention. But then I paid attention to Vegeta because the way he was talking, and I was like, that's my dude. And then I just got into Dragon Ball. Like from there, like because of him, I got into it and I just loved it from there. So yeah. he's been my favorite character always, just because of his, of his attitude. Um, yeah. but with Naruto, I was the same. I was always biased towards Dragon Ball. So I was like, I'm not watching this Naruto thing. And everyone was telling me, just watch it, just watch it. But I started watching it. I'm deep in. I love it, man. I'm in the Shippuden, Shippuden episodes now. Um, mm-hmm. So I got tons to go. Issue is they don't show it here. And my VPN doesn't work. So it's just difficult for me to watch uh, it. So, oh, damn. Uh, but I am on the Naruto thing. I'm just on episodes where you've seen it all, right? Yeah, I've seen it all, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like basically where um, Jiraiya... Is, 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 what's his name? Okay, okay. Uh, Sasuke has killed Orochimaru of like killed Iruchimaru and he's created his own grand gang and Jiraiya's on some next journey and whatnot. But anyway, I'm around that sort of episode. Okay. I think I know roughly where you are. Yeah. yeah. But I love Naruto. Yeah. My friend was telling me you would like Naruto and I love, I do love his character, like the honor and the respect and the the fact that he had, he, he sees good in everyone. Uh, and even with Sasuke, he wants to bring him home and everything like he's yeah. good in everyone, considering the fact that everyone has hate not hates him but has a perception of him because he's one of those um 
you know, he's got the nine tails in him or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah I yeah. love the character that he is. Yeah. The themes of Naruto are very, very deep, which I appreciate because I think on if you're not if you're a non-anime watcher, you just think oh, it's just people ninjas fighting each other. But the storyline, the themes go very, very deep about war, yeah. uh friendship, um, just everything, betrayal, um different clans fighting each other. Um, yeah, being like yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's insane. Um, Naruto, oh my god, like I I love Naruto. So, like I literally geek out when I, when I talk about it. I'll never forget the day where I think I was in year seven or year eight. It was year seven or year eight. I was ill, and it was the tuning exams. When this is when they're kids, right? Mm. Rock Lee versus Gara. Oh yes, That's, okay, bro. bro <laughs> imagine, yeah, I'm like half like ill, lying on my side, and like you have Lee and Gara fighting. You're like, oh, this is sick. And then uh, Guy Sensei is like, okay, Lee, you take your weights off. And like, he's like, yes, okay. He takes them <laughs> off, drops it, and everyone's like, what difference is that going to make? And all you hear is a massive explosion. Yeah. And you're like, bro, I legit got up. And I think my, my flu went completely. I was cured. <laughs> but do you, yeah. do you know Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion of the UFC? Yes, I've seen him do like the, the rock league. Yes, yes, and yeah, that, yeah. That, and Even someone did a Gara pose. Someone did a Gara pose next to him as well. I can't remember who he was fighting. But oh, he's a big anime fan. Yeah, he's a very yeah, big yeah. anime he's fan. A big yeah, anime yeah. Fan, yeah. And then it, there's a UK fighter called uh, Michael Venom Page as well. He's also another big uh, anime fan. So there was one fight that he came out in. It was in Japan, and he he ran out to the cage like like the Naruto one. You know, the hands behind you. Or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah, quite yeah. sick. It was quite sick. Oh, so cool. Yeah, Naruto is Naruto is so good, man. Dragon Ball, Naruto, yeah. Yeah, those are like top two for me. There's a lot more, but I'll go with those two as like good gateways and for, for anime. The action is insane. Like I really want to watch Dragon Ball Z just again, just because I want to start. Tra- it's gonna make me want to train every day. Yeah, yeah you see yeah, Goku yeah. training in trunks. Um, your favorite fight that you that you've seen in in Naruto, or yeah, uh, my favorite fight in Naruto. Um. I'm gonna say one of the recent ones, man. I can't remember names, but it's when they're fighting, you know, the uh, Orochimaru's clan. What are they called again? The one in the black and red robes. Oh, uh, Akatsuki. Akatsuki. Yeah, it was one of the. I guess one of those. Naruto just learned how to combine the wind force with uh, water. I think it is. Yes. Yes. And then they, yeah, yeah it'd be one of those. Uh, actually, no. I tell you what. What was freaking emotional? You know, my guy with the beard who had the cigarette. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, Asuma Sensei. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Asuma Sensei. Sorry, I don't know the name. But the yeah. the guys who who killed him, and then they they went and got beat. They went and beat them guys. That 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 whole thing was my one of my favorite because it's from recency bias. Because it was yeah. so emotional. I was like, holy shit, this cartoon's gonna make me cry, bro. Um, yeah. so they they're really good at that. So I'm gonna say that whole fight scene and like a couple of episodes around that was amazing. Yeah, that entire arc was so good. <laughs> that was yeah. yeah, good choice, good choice. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, was but from from Dragon Ball, I would have to say, I'd have to say, it would have to be the Cell Saga again because that's the one that sticks out a lot. I think that's when I got into it really as well. And it was when um when Vegeta was fighting Cell. Uh, I just loved, I loved just the way like, not only that he because at the beginning he was smashing him, but at the point when he realized that this is not enough. Like what, what I've been doing in the hyperbolic chamber is not enough. 
uh, th those I used to love that man. I used to love the way they, even when they spend five, six episodes charging up, there was something about the anticipation of like, I can't wait till he's fully charged to see yeah. what happens, which I used to love about Dragon Ball as well. They were great at the anticipation uh, of of them getting into the fights. Oh yeah, and the payoff was so satisfying. Like yeah. when when like Gohan releasing his Kamehameha against So, like bro, the emotion, it's like so the good. raw energy you feel yeah. it. Yeah. The, what about Fist, so you mentioned Fist of the North Star, right? You you watched the, the the movie is obviously the classic. You, you watched the series as well, or just the movie? I've I've never watched the movies. I haven't watched the live uh, action movie yet, but I've watched the bit not of the live the, action one. That was basically oh oh the, 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 oh, the nah. anime the, the the manga which came out in the the eighties. Yeah, I've read a bit of the manga and a bit of the anime. I've watched a bit of the anime as well. I get it's very it's very eighties style. Yeah, um, yeah. But like the mad, I love the Mad Max vibes. Yes, I just yeah. love the world. So like, I hope there's like a like they they reanimate it with like HD visuals because I think it's it's something that's it's a story that I think more people need to know about because it's it's what kickstarted action anime for that genre, specifically like that particularly. Um, and it's just like it's just very like masculine and like like just macho. I yeah, love it. It's um, the, but, yeah. so the manga like the, the original cartoon that I watched the movie and whatnot uh, the, the animated movie and whatnot what yeah. with Kenshiro or whatever it, it was yeah it was as you said very 80s because when they would do fast-paced action the background would go all fuzzy and whatnot um, and yeah. they it was just like I remember watching it as a kid and be like wait why are they bleeding and why is his head exploding and all this sort of stuff but as you watch it as an adult yes those things are like violent and whatnot but just the storyline of you know the 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 human race, which freaking can happen now. That Mad Max things of just nuclear war and all that sort of stuff, and then power mm -hmm. and just finding your love, and uh, even brothers in in martial arts just turning against each other because there's opportunity of power. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what people do. Like, you know, when in in if there's an opportunity of power, I mean, I think COVID kind of showed it. Like, especially in the US, oh, for yeah. example, certain states and governments were like, oh, I'm in charge now of my state. Like, I can make rules. No one can work. No one can do that. And it's almost like that. Like, there's an opportunity of power and everything just, everyone just tries to get to it uh, and whatnot. And that's just in the human nature and whatnot. And I used to love that about the, the Fist of the North Star. That's probably one of my, that is probably my all-time favorite best anime, Fist of the North Star. Good choice. That's a very good choice. Yeah. Classic. Legit. Cool, man. Well, look, bro, we've been talking for, I feel like we could talk for, for hours and hours. I don't want to check the time. <laughs> I don't want to check the, I don't want to check the time how long we've talked. Talk for it, but it's been awesome, man. I'm glad we got a chance to catch up and I'm sure we'll catch up again more. Uh, but thanks for making the time. I apologize that I've messed you around a little bit with time or whatnot. Of course, like I said, I, I, I respect, I, I know how valuable time is. That's why I respect everyone else's time because it's the one asset that we can never get back and people devalue it so much so again i apologize for for messing around with some of the time but i'm glad we had this conversation it's great to get to know you better like talking and i feel like we've known each other forever bro um so i appreciate it. thanks for all the support and everything on the channel and watching everything i always appreciate that and keep doing what you're doing brother i feel like with the with the mindset that you got you know, especially, you know, being a young brother and whatnot, you've got so much time to just learn from mistakes that you're going to make and evolve and just get to an amazing place. So just keep doing what you're doing, but then let's just stay connected, man. I mean, um, there's always things that we can always communicate about. So let's just make sure we do that. Yeah, just like a lot, bro, honestly. And again, you don't you don't need to apologize at all, honestly. I, I know the feeling. I've been in your position before where like, crap, I have to cancel plans. 
because of this, this, and this, because of life stuff. Uh, I, you don't have to, it's right. I, I completely relate. Uh, but yeah, like, Jazakallah, again, really appreciate it. Again, I'll make dua and praise for you guys as well, you and your family, Kibla and his, and his side of the family, because, yeah, like, like again, like, I, I really appreciate the fact that you guys talk about your, your trials and tribulations on, on, on camera. Not many people do that, but it's so humbling. Wallah, bro, honestly, it, it's very, very humbling because um, everyone has their own, like, trials tribulations they go through in life and no one really talks about it which makes it worse because you feel alone if you get me but like this it, it's really it's really helpful on, on from my perspective though just saying well thank you thank yeah. you for saying that man thank you for saying I, I think i think what you say is is i've had that feeling too and i i love i love listening to like successful people be it ufc champions and all that sort of stuff but i love to hear the shit they had to go through that's the part i want to hear because that's what we can all relate to and we all go through uh, you know, we have this podcast, for example, but nobody knows the shit that you have to go through to make one of your videos. What you explained earlier, I know it sounds fun and everything, but I'm sure there's a lot of stress to it. Like, and something as simple as that, nobody sees that part of it. And I think that's what's like what life's about. Everyone wants to see the the where you made it, but nobody wants to hear about how you got there. And I think that's the most important part because I can inspire so many people. So thank you for saying that anyway. I appreciate you saying that, man. And hopefully, you know, it, it helps you and whatnot. And then in general, if you ever want to talk, you got me and Kibbs, man. Like always communication is, is key, man, because it's always like a form of therapy as well. So, you know, we all go through our shit, man. Let's just make sure we communicate and just keep pushing forward. 100%. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, we'll catch up soon. Everyone watching, thank you again for tuning in and like and subscribe and all the other good stuff. Check out uh, Yusuf's details in the description. Subscribe to his channel, Instagram, YouTube. Y2K, also, oh, it's a I always butcher it, but Y2K2 illustrations. Uh, YK2K illustrations. YK, okay, there you go. Yeah. Be in the description. <laughs> Check it out, subscribe, uh, and, and enjoy the content. Thanks, everyone. Peace.